from the Jack and Joan Stratter Studio in beautiful CCM at the University of Cincinnati. It's the Dennis Daniel Show. Tonight's guest, voice actress Sarah Natochini, and your announcer, me, Belle Dandy. And now here is your host. He is the 2011 BearCast Lifetime Achievement Award winner, Mr. Dennis Daniel. <laughs> Gentlemen, boys and girls, and children of all ages, you have successfully navigated yourself to BearCastRadio.com's greatest talk show segment, none other than the Dennis Daniel Show. I am your host. I was the guy who caught them all before catching them all was the most popular thing in the world, and the BearCast Radio Lifetime Achievement Award winner for 2011, Dennis Daniel. And folks, give it up once again for my brand new announcer. She's a Belle. She's Dandy. She's Belle Dandy. Anyway, folks, before we begin the show, I, I want to give a big shout out to my mama. Retiring after 30 years at the University of Cincinnati Public Safety and Support Services. She deserves it. She's a big influence in here. She's the reason I'm at the UC and on BearCast Radio and doing the Dennis Daniels show. So congratulations to my mama. So somebody should call my mama. Obviously a Bruce Clay joke there. But tonight on the Dennis Daniels show, we have got actress Sarah Nottichini, who is best known as the new voice of Ash Ketchum from Pokemon Black and White Rival Destinies, which you can catch Saturday and Sunday mornings on Cartoon Network. See, I love Pokemon. And if you remember, we had Veronica Taylor, the original Ash Ketchum, back in September. Yes, we know that there are some fans out there that, you know, no, we like Veronica. But you know what? Here at the Dennis Daniels Show, we don't care if you're the past, the present, or the future. A voice actor is a voice actor is a voice actor, and we will more than happily have you on our show. But Sarah... Wow, she's a, a whirlwind, a tour de force, if you will. Aside from voice acting, she does improv, modeling, video editing. I mean, this girl is, is a one-man hurricane. All she, she has all this great stuff. I can't, even, I can't even keep up. I'm, like, mind-blown. When I see all this stuff she's doing, I'm like, all this, all this great stuff, and I'm just doing a radio show. Man. I'm starting to feel a little a little deflated there. Wow. Maybe maybe I need to start doing some of this modeling. <laughs> uh, no, no. I, I don't think that the world needs to see me on the catwalk. They can see my friends on the catwalk, but not Dennis Daniel. Unless, unless I'm a modeling maternity ward outfits. <laughs> oh, boy. This is... Oh, gosh, I'm ripping to myself already. But anyway, you know, I, I can't do enough justice just describing Sarah. So we're going to take a quick look at her order demo reels. I mean, she's got some Cracker Jack stuff here. Let's, uh, let's take a quick look here at some of Sarah's work. Hey, bunnies, have you heard about Nick's Springathon? Oh, yeah, of course. 
It's a day of shows packed with everything that's great about spring, like bunnies. And chicks and flowers. There's a hoppin' team Umizoomi premiere. You built a magnificent carrot. Oh, carrots. And a brand new bubblegubbies. The spring chicken is coming. Whoa, that's one full chicken. Don't miss Nick's Springathon. Tell him what it is, bunny. Next Friday morning, starting at 9. Only on Nick. Hey, don't eat that. Sorry, thought it was a carrot. I'm shocked out. Up for a McCafe stop at McDonald's? Ooh, I don't know. Decisions aren't your thing. No? You never did choose a jacket. Well, they were all so cute. And the McCafe? I love McDonald's coffee, but I'm hot. Coffee's hot. And McDonald's has this thing. It's called ice. Makes coffee cold and surprisingly refreshing. I'm in. For a cool, creamy treat, try a McCafe iced coffee. Choose a shot of vanilla, caramel, hazelnut, or sugar-free vanilla syrup for even more flavor. So, which flavor did you choose? Still deciding. I participate in McDonald's. What are you thinking first? The chicken or... The egg. No, no, I'm talking about Wendy's new spicy chipotle boneless wings. Ah. So what came first, the chicken or the sauce? Sauce. See, I don't mean to be condescending, that means talking down to people, but the way things work is that Wendy's takes real chipotle peppers, dark chili powder, and amber honey and makes a delicious sauce. Oh, really? Is that the way things work? Yeah. Then they needed something really good to go with it, so they hand-tossed tender, juicy, 100% breast meat chicken in the sauce. Well, yeah, I'm still a believer in the Wendy's chicken came first. Then they just made a great sauce for it theory. Who's wrong again? What? Nothing. Yeah? Well, that's exactly what I'm going to do here. Me first. For your information, I made an appointment. Hey, I got to the gym first. Without a gym leader, I guess I'm stuck. I know. Why don't we go, too? <gasps> Learning about a gym leader before you battle might be a good thing. Yeah, you're right. Wow. That is... Wow, that's some that's some darn good acting. <laughs> this is amazing. College humor, all these all these different shows. It's just it's so cool that she gets to do all this stuff. And of course, voice has ketchup. Let's not forget that. But anyway, let's get her out right now. My guest tonight can be seen on Pokemon Black and White: Rival Destinies as the role of the current. Ash Ketchum. She is a popular actress, video editor, and model. And we have her on the show tonight. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please give it up. She is the one, the only, Miss Sarah Nettachini. Thank you, and welcome to the Dennis Daniel Show. Thank you very much for having me, Dennis. Oh, no, I, I got to say, after seeing all of that, man, just getting credit for doing that doesn't do you any justice, Sarah. I got to say, <laughs> you make my life seem kind of sucky. Oh, my God, I'm sure that's not true. <laughs> oh, man, man, trust me, doing this once a week just ain't enough compared to seeing all that cool stuff up there. And there's so much more that we're going to get into just, just a little bit. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, what got you interested in acting? Um, well, I wanted to be, like, everything as a kid. There wasn't, I didn't just, like, want to be a vet or a firefighter or whatever. I just, like, wanted to be everything. I watched a lot of movies, and so many of them just had such a profound effect on the way I thought about my future. Like, after I saw Twister, I didn't just want to be a tornado chaser. I wanted a red Dodge Ram, and I would have settled for a Dodge Dakota. You know what I mean? So um, my mom is also a Broadway violinist, so I spent a lot of my childhood around theaters, and, you know, that definitely had an effect on me. Um, but when it was when I quit doing rhythmic gymnastics when I was like 12 years old that my mom was like, you're not going to just sit at home and do nothing. So 
she asked me if I wanted to go to acting school, and I said, yeah. And that's how it all started. Wow. wow. And I actually read a little while back that you were part of the Upright Citizens Brigade, which is a um, an improv group that had alumni people, including Amy Poehler and uh, Horatio Sands, who are distinguished Saturday Night Live alumni. What, what was that yeah. like? Well, I started at UCB. I started. I, I just studied there, and um, I was 16 when I started. And then I took musical improv there and sketch, and then I took more improv at the Magnet Theater, which is another improv theater here in New York City. Um and the pit is also a really great venue, but I never studied there. But for four years, I was so immersed in that scene. It was like all improv all the time. Um, it used to be a really small world, so we had like a really tight-knit community. But it's grown so quickly in the last few years. It's it's really amazing. It's a great thing. Um, but, yeah, it was a really great experience. And I I didn't really press on with it, but I used all the skills that I learned there to like in every aspect of my life. Take improv, like you'll know what I mean. You just you just use it everywhere, and it's it's gotten me work for sure. The skills that I acquired there have definitely gotten me a lot of work and helped me a lot in my life. Oh yeah, you got to know improv. Things like uh, John Lovitz once said, "Theater," or <laughs> exactly. something like that. I don't know John Lovitz. But... Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. BearCastRadio.com. This is the Dennis Daniels Show. We have got actress Sarah Nadachini, best known as Ash Ketchum from Pokemon Black and White, Rival Destinies which you can catch Saturday and Sunday mornings on Cartoon Network. So how do you go about preparing for an audition for a role, whether it's voice acting, whether it's you know improv, whether it's theater? Well, for voice acting, there's never really any preparation because you very, very rarely get the material beforehand. But for, for TV and film and for theater as well, um, I don't do it for every audition, but in general, like this is, like, this is my process, I guess. I would get the sides, I just speed through them, get to know like what, what I'm dealing with. And then I'll take time, I'll like I'll Google all the names that are attached to the project and just see what they've done just to get an idea of their style. And if I have the whole script I'll read that, um, figure out where my character fits in and all that. Um and then I'll go back to the scene, I'll break it down, I'll make choices that I feel are interesting, figure out my character and all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um and then the last thing I do is memorize. I feel like a lot of actors will think I'm crazy for that. But at that point, you're just so familiar with it that the memorization just kind of happens automatically. And when I'm auditioning, I'd rather show that I understand the material and know what to do with it rather than that, you know, that I can memorize. <laughs> I would not consider memorization crazy. That, that is actually a very good, very good way. So you have the stuff fresh in your head, and not only that, but you know, you know when to cue the emotion, when to cue the drama, when to cue sure. the improv. <laughs> well, you don't want to improvise too much at auditions when they're scripted, that is, which they most often are. You don't um, want to oversell it. You don't want to be a ham, if you will. You want to yeah, you don't sell want to be it, a ham. but not just not too much, but not too little. You want to find the, the right balance. And, and of course, memorization yeah. helps you you know, lock that in. And as we've seen from that, from that small demo reel, you've done a lot of... A lot of cool stuff, you know, the modeling, the uh, even the uh, even the dr drama scene. Wow, that was that was pretty good. Thank you. You know, you should be on Law and Order SVU. You'd be pretty good for that. Oh, thank you. I'll, I'll let them know. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give them a call right yeah. now. Yeah, you hear that, Dick Wolf? <laughs> We're coming from the College Conservatory of Music here at the University of Cincinnati. We have a lot of theater majors and drama majors. Um, do you have any advice for those who want to get their big break into acting or, or voice acting or just get their get their foot in the door for theater? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I, I don't want to be depressing, but I, I feel like there are things that 
I mean, I know a lot of actors who have gone to school, maybe even gone to grad school, and I don't know if nobody tells them these things, but <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell I'm going to tell them things that maybe they haven't been told by their teachers. I don't know. Um, but the first thing is you got to you got to know that you're incapable and unwilling to do anything else. Like if you can do anything else but this, do that. Um, other than that, you got to be willing to just put in a ton of work into something and then have nothing come out of it. And that's interesting that acting, the acting part is fun. That's the fun part. But the business of acting isn't that much fun. And that's, I think, what a lot of people come to New York and it just hits them in the face real hard. So you're mostly dealing with business before you get your break. And you have to understand that you are the product. You're selling yourself. So you have to understand marketing really well, too. And you have to know what you're good at and what you're not good at and what makes you different and capitalize on all that. Because there are a lot of actors, you know, it's it's like it's not enough to be amazing at karaoke. You have to know that you can pull off singing and dancing at the same time eight times a week for a year, you know, because that's what, there are people in New York and in L.A. and everywhere, you know, who can who can do that. And those are the people that are going to get work. And if you're not one of them, either you can spend a lot of time working up to that or you can lose that dream, say, you know what, I'm probably never going to be good enough to do that. And that's OK, because I'm probably really good at another aspect of performing and you can capitalize on that. But everybody has something that they're very good at doing, you know, within the field of acting or otherwise. So I think that's the best advice I can give is know exactly what you're good at and capitalize on that. And don't get bitter. Don't look at other people. Don't feel like, oh, she got this. I didn't get this. Oh, why not? You know, don't let that kind of stuff take over because you're just, you're going to lose it. You're going to be unhappy and you have to know that you can maintain a, a solid baseline of happiness. Yeah, I know. I, I'm going through the uh, through the problems myself, trying to become the next big radio personality. And of <laughs> course, you know, the market in Cincinnati isn't the biggest. But mm -hmm. I am hopeful and confident that I can become the next big personality here in Cincinnati. I'm still doing BearCastRadio.com. I'm still doing my talk show. I'm talking with great people like you, and that's going to help me build the experience that I need to prove to potential job seekers that I am Cincinnati's next big radio personality. Mm -hmm. eh, just kind of kind of hammed <laughs> that one up there. Kind of hammed it up. <laughs> no, I mean, that's the spirit you have to have, and that's the understanding of oneself that you have to have. You have to be very realistic about your goals and what you want to do. It's, it's, it's tough right now, not only because the job market in Cincinnati is so small, but, of course, not a lot of people are hiring. I mean, they're hi heading oh. over towards... For, for radio, radio is kind of shrinking because, you know, with the boom and iPhones and, and portable music and on-the-go okay. stuff, you know, not many people are looking to radio anymore. But I feel that radio has the potential to be king of the mountain again, as long as it doesn't get killed by video. Because you remember the last time that happened, it didn't really end so well. Yeah, I did kill the radio stuff. <laughs> she, she got the what I was going for. <laughs> I love that joke. Well, anyway, you're best known as Ash Ketchum in the new Pokemon Black and White, which you can catch Saturday and Sundays on Cartoon Network. And aside from Ash, you also do several Pokemon and Mrs. Ketchum. Um, you've been Ash for about five seasons now on Pokemon. So how did you audition for the role, and what do you think of his character? Um, well, I'm on my sixth season right now. We're up to season 15. Woo! Um, yay! Yeah, I know. It's still... It's Ticking. It's going really, really strong. Um, but I was a teenager when I auditioned, and I had no idea what dubbing even was. So, like, I walk into this audition, and they're 
you know, I, I hear three beeps. I'm like, what the hell do I do? I have no idea what this is. Um, so they basically taught me how to dub at my audition. And I remember walking out and calling my mom like, oh, my God, that was mortifying. <laughs> like, that was that was one of the scariest auditions I ever had because you usually don't walk into an audition with no idea what you're doing, you know. Like, I generally have an idea of what I'm doing. Um, but then when I found out that I booked it, I was completely shocked. I thought I was dreaming. It just seemed like the biggest long shot ever. Um, but it just goes to show you just never know what you're going to book or why. And, you know, I was later told that, yeah, like a part of the reason why I got hired for the, I mean, I've heard it otherwise too, like another, in, uh, for other jobs as well, that it's just because I was cool and like easy to work with and I caught on quickly and yeah, I wasn't the most experienced, but people do want to work with people who are, you know, chill. <laughs> so I guess that's, the lesson of like learning how to dub, that was a big lesson to learn, but I think that was an even more important lesson was just, you know, be nice to people and be, you know, just be cool, <laughs> I guess. Um, I think Ash Ketchum is cool, too. Ash Ketchum is pretty cool. He's very driven. <laughs> yes, well, it must have been kind of daunting knowing that you're, you're coming in to replace uh, Veronica Taylor, who of course is also yeah. on the show, who had done this for eight seasons. That's, that's, that's a long time to be doing Ash. So were you feeling kind of in, of nervous or shocked or intimidated that you're, that you're coming behind someone who had done the role for close to ten years? Oh, definitely. Definitely. And I mean, having her, I mean, I, I also grew up with it because I was like 11 years old or something when the show came out. So I was that perfect target audience. So I was watching it and I remember liking it so much. And her voice was great. She was so good on that show. And, I mean, of course, <laughs> all of the Internet <laughs> totally agrees. They're like, oh, my God, she was the best ever. Um, but I've been doing it pretty much as long as she had done it, almost as long as she had been doing it now. Um, so hopefully I've earned some, you know, cessation of the hateful, <laughs> hateful commentary that has inundated the Internet. Yeah. Yes. last few years. But... Um, no, but I have the utmost respect for her, and she's really fantastic at what she does. Yeah. Now, see, here's how I see it. You know, of course, I grew up, too, watching Veronica Taylor be Ash. But, you know, as we grow up, you know, things change. And, you know, I, I used to sleep with a blankie when I was a little kid. I, I don't do that anymore. Tastes change. And, of course, you know, you can't keep doing the same role forever. I mean, what happened when, when Mel Blank died and they got new people to do Bugs Bunny? Sure, some yeah. people didn't like it, but it kept going on. Yeah. It's so, as I see it, you know, it, it, it was a tragedy what, what the Pokemon company did, you know, get rid of Veronica and Eric just to save two to three grand, or at least that's what Eric told us. But, you know, it opened the door for the voice actors of tomorrow, future voices that we're going to hear in anime produced by, whether it's produced by 4Kids, whether it's produced by the Pokemon company or Funimation. You know, we have to be able to realize that things change. It's like that one Pokemon song. Everything changes. Yeah. You can't just uh, sure, sure. Maybe, maybe it's it's lost a little heart, like Veronica said. But the thing is, you know, it's opening the door for new people to have have the window. I mean, okay, a lot of people want to say they, a lot of people say that they want to have Veronica back, but they don't think about what's going to happen to Sarah. You know, Sarah has been doing this. Close as long as Veronica has, you know, you're gonna kick her out of a job just so Veronica come back? No, no offense, of course, no offense. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I did nothing but take a job that was offered to me like anybody else on the planet would. I don't know Veronica. I mean, I, I've met her a few times since I've gotten the job. 
you know, in passing, but I've, I, I didn't know who she was. This wasn't like a personal attack, like I'm going to go and get her job. Like I auditioned not knowing what was going on and I got the job and I'm like, yay, I got a job. That's awesome. And I took it just like anybody would. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, all those like crucifixion online. I, I know, exactly. You, you saw an opening, you took it, you got a job. Apparently it also came with all this, this fallout and backlash and, and that's yeah. really, really ridiculous. I mean, yeah. people shouldn't watch Pokemon because of the voices. People should watch Pokemon because of the Pokemon, for Pete's sake. Yeah, the characters, and you love the show. I mean, so many so many shows that I've grown up with have gone through changes. South Park went through changes. I noticed them. I'm not going to, like... I'm not going to freak out about it. It's just, You're not going to go on the internet and, and, and troll yeah. like how you want to how you want to attempt to assassinate Trey Parker and Matt Stone, even though they yeah. need, to, need to calm down a little bit. They're getting a little full of themselves in some of these more recent episodes. Yeah, and it's amazing that Pokemon has such a dedicated fan base. That's a wonderful thing. But yeah, I mean, obviously that was at first it was hurtful, but then I just learned to look at it like that. This has nothing to do with me. I didn't do anything on purpose. I didn't, you know. Sarah, to quote the internet, that. haters gonna hate. Haters gonna hate. That's all it is. <laughs> you, you, should, you shouldn't. You shouldn't feel bad, Sarah. You're you're in a role. You're in a prominent role. You're you're beginning your career, and you're already yeah. in a show that is seen by millions worldwide. Yeah, and that's awesome. It's an amazing opportunity. I'm so glad that I can't. I can't believe that this is my life. When I booked it, I was completely out of my mind. I just I couldn't believe it. You were a fan of the series growing up, and mm -hmm. and now you're doing what you grew up loving. So why yeah. should people be hating on you because of that? They shouldn't. It's it's stupid. Mm, yeah. But well, uh, people can do what they like. Yeah. That's the nature well, of the internet. They can write whatever they want. Well, I bet I got at least 200 people writing review on how, how Dimmis is a sellout. Oh, how he doesn't want Veronica back. What a traitor. Oh, eh, tra <laughs> I hope that's not happening. Eh, tra eh, you know what? Haters are going to hate. Let them let hate. hate. More attention for me. Now, aside from acting, you're also a model, and I've seen some of your photos on your uh, website, which we'll link to on our All Taste Explosion homepage. What's it like to uh, to be a model, and do you prefer modeling over acting? Oh God, no. Um, I mean, modeling isn't something I ever like really pursued, it's, and it's definitely not as glamorous as they make it seem on TV and whatever. I mean, unless you're doing like massive campaigns and you're really into traveling constantly, it's not that glamorous. And, I mean, I've had Pokemon for all these years, so I didn't want to leave New York and risk losing it, you know, to take a chance abroad. Um, but modeling is fun for sure, but it's nowhere near as rewarding as acting, not even close. And you have to be really young to do well in it, and it's a finite career. Like, you you know, when you are when you hit your early 20s, that's, a lot of girls are on their way out at that point, and um, the pay isn't nearly as good. So you're running around on castings basically all day. And then you book a few, and you're like, yay, and you make a little money, and... Yeah, that's just my experience. I don't know. A lot of models really enjoy it, but other models are just, you know, they're kind of like me. They're like, whatever. <laughs> when I work, I work. When I don't, I don't. It's just like supplemental income. But the question remains, did you ever get to do your turn on the catwalk? You know, on the catwalk? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the catwalk. You ever do your little turn on the catwalk? Yeah, no, I've done a bunch of runway shows. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's another joke there. That's the uh, that's not, I'm too sexy joke right there. That's what oh. this show is built on. Jokes. Sorry, I missed it. No, uh, no, 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 no. No, I, you, know, you still got the video. Kill the radio star. That was um, that was pretty funny. Um, All right, so I'm 50% right now. I'm still you're, uh, I'll give you 25 just just because I like you. So that's 75% right there. So you got to see. 
you also, aside from modeling and acting, you do some video editing on a, on your own website, Cat Robot. Awesome name, by the way. Thank you. And that, that appeals to the electronic media night in me. I'm a big video editor myself. I love getting digitally dirty, if you will. So oh. can you tell us a little bit about your video projects? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, Cat Robot is just the name I chose, um, you know, for my freelance editing business. Um, I love cats, and I'm kind of a robot when I'm editing. I just I can't stop. Like, I just get so into it. I don't really sleep when I'm working on a project I really love. Um, I got started pretty much accidentally. <laughs> I made, like, a little movie from this crappy footage I shot on a modeling job, actually, in Berlin. Um, and people liked it, and I started just getting random jobs, and I learned Final Cut real fast. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I got to really learn how to do this. And up until like a month ago, I wasn't like, I wasn't pursuing it. I wasn't like submitting my work to anybody. It was just people who just knew me, like friends of mine. They were like, oh, can you do this for me? Can you do this for me? And um, now I'm actually pursuing it and it's going really well, I'm happy to say. Um, I have a few projects coming up, but I can't really talk about them yet. That's totally cool. Mum's the word. So you do use the uh, use the Final Cut Suite. I tell you, what, I love Final Cut Suite. You, you could not do a lot with Windows Movie Maker, and I wish these people on YouTube oh. would stop making slideshows and calling them music videos. They're painful to watch. Oh yeah, I've hit. I've yeah, I've come upon those. Uh, I get really upset. <laughs> it makes me unhappy. I'm like looking for something, and then it's just a slideshow. I'm like, dude, really? Yeah, it's like yeah, it's rough. It, it's painful. And I, I used I used Windows Movie Maker when I was my in my younger days. So and then, but then I got a hold of Apple, and I never, never left it. No matter what people say, apples are awesome. I'm learning Avid right now. It's, ooh, ooh, you are ooh, you're gonna have a lot of fun on Avid. Oh, you, yeah, trust me, it's it is a lot of fun. It's like Final Cut on steroids. Yeah, that's what I that's what I'm told. Yeah, so it's the price range as well. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yep. So, do you have any hobbies outside of voice acting and theater and even the video editing? Oof. Uh, well, I mean, video editing used to be a hobby until I started getting paid for it. Um, but I don't really have time for anything other than my career. I mean, it's just, it's just like a side effect of, of being an actor and just like living this life. Um, I mean, I'm a bit of a crazy cat lady. I can tell you about my cat. I only have one, but she's like my whole life. <laughs> Trust me, we know we know the the whole thing about the cats. You gotta have a cat in your in your house. You it, it's just it's essential. Yeah, um, my editing profession, I mean, my business is called Cat Robot. Really, come on. Dog Robot doesn't have the same appeal as Cat Robot. Dog Robot just doesn't sound as good. Sounds like a football team, if you will. Dog yeah. Robot. I play piano. I watch a lot of TV. I have friends over. I don't party a lot. I'm kind of a homebody. <laughs> That's that's not bad at all. If you know, if when I make my multi-million dollar radio career and I retire after you know touring around the world and and radio interviewing the Queen of England and, and the next President of the United States in like thir- twenty years, you know, I like to spend my golden years, you know, doing video editing. They do it some of the stuff you do. It's it's pretty cool. Ooh, at that point, this is like why I want to make more money than I would need to like live decently. I want to make money just so I can save the cats. <laughs> I want to like open a sanctuary. I have big dreams for like animal rights. Really, I'm a scary person. <laughs> no, but there's nothing wrong with that. No, <laughs> no, no, there isn't. I'm totally kidding. No, I'm. Yeah, it's it's definitely a goal of mine. Save the cats. That's very important. Save the cats. It's important. Well, all animals really. Well, cats and puppies are just more cuddly, or just more cuddle cuddleable. They're cuddleable. They're definitely cuddle cuddleable. Yeah, see, you and you're getting tons on that word. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 
Brock, Pewter City Gym Leader and Pokemon Breeder. And this is the All-Taste Explosion with the Boogaloo Shrimp featuring John Pokemon. So back to theater. I know you, you talked about two productions coming up. Can you tell us a little bit about them? Yeah. Um, one is opening on May 12th, and that is called uh, Museum. It's directed by Dylan Levers. And I just got on the cast like two days ago. Um, my character is Pink Solheim. She's, uh, she's like really manic and really histrionic and really it's, it's a hilarious play. I really, I'm really, really happy to be a part of it. Um, in the fall, there's another play opening um, starring in that one. It's a dramatic play called My Poor Marat. And that's a Soviet-era love story. So I'm very excited about that. It's going to be a big deal. Tour de freaking force, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I was just watching this. Um, I was watching your character reel, and at first off, I was like, "Huh?" I was like, "Some of these, some of these people you do. Oh my god! I still can't even believe it's you. It's it's so amazing." Thank you. So, so what brought about doing the character reel? Um. Well, I I just wanted to make one. I know a lot of characters. A lot of sorry. A lot of actors have been doing it lately. Um. But yeah, it's on the front page of my website. Just a little plug. Um, ten characters, six of them are originals. Um, I mean, I don't consider myself a writer at all. In fact, it makes me very nervous. But just, I mean, as an actor, you have to push yourself sometimes. You have to, like, push your limits. So I just wrote what I knew. That's, like, that's the rule that every writer says. Just write what you know. Don't write about things you don't really know. Um, and I just created characters that made me laugh. And they're all narcissists, if you listen closely. They're all narcissists. Narcissists are, like, my favorite people in the world. I think they're really funny, pretty hilarious. Mm. Um, and none of them are, like, really... None of them are very inspired by anybody I know in particular. Maybelline White, she was inspired by this great documentary called The Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia. I highly recommend that if you're interested in that. <laughs> you will love this movie. It's a great movie. It's on Netflix. Um, and my Russian lady, she's a hoarder, and she was, like, slightly inspired by my family, but... There's nobody that crazy. But like all my characters, they have bits of things that I know really well just peppered into them so that they're really grounded. Um, and I love doing them. That's another good reason for doing that. I just love doing them because there's so little of me in any of them, and I just get to be a completely different person, and I think that's what every actor kind of dreams to do, is to be somebody completely different for however long a period of time, you know? Yeah. It's very boring just being me. Oh, no, no. Oh, Sarah. Well, for me, because I'm living it all the time. I'm living it all the time. It gets kind of boring. Yeah. I want to be somebody else, you know? Yeah, you talked about uh, in one of your videos uh, dating Charlie Sheen. Well, obviously, Sarah, you're obviously winning. I'm winning. I liked that one a lot, too, the, the dating the gods. Oh, boy. Yeah, that was a short film. It was really funny. You, you just, it must be really cool to be able to do all this stuff, aside from the voice acting. Uh, do you have any advice for those who actually want to go in, into making independent films and, and all these short movies and just besides pursuing it? Ooh, um, yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, well, first, have have money. <laughs> if you're going to produce something, you definitely need to start with uh, an amount of money that can get you through to the end of it. Because if you don't have enough out of the bat, don't, you know, don't do it or do it on a smaller budget. Um if you're going to make something, make sure it looks good. Make sure it, it sounds good. That's really important. You'd be surprised at, like, 
how many things. Things could be good. The writing could be really good. The acting could be really good. But if people can't hear it or just the sound is off, it's just going to be a disaster. So that's, I mean, in my experience, that's been really, really important. Um, And work with people who you trust and who you like and who you really jive with artistically. And, yeah, I think that's... That's all pretty good stuff right there. Yeah, talent and money and people that you trust. Oh, I got two out of three. (laughs) I won't ask which ones they are. It's the money! I haven't got a fancy, fancy shooting camera. I mean, you can do a lot with a Kodak ZI8. It's it's amazing. That's what I have. No way! That's what I have. Yeah, I have the same exact camera. It's crazy. I don't know anybody else who has that. It's crazy. (laughs) Everybody had a flip. I'm like, you realize that this camera is way superior to the flip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally know. Yeah. Oh my god. And you could do so much more with a, a, a ZIA than a flip. Okay, flip, flip. Yeah. You got a little tiny little square one. Boom. You can plug a microphone, a nice quality microphone in there. Boom. Better video, biatch. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I put it to everybody who told me that flip yes. was better. Yeah, screw you, flip. <laughs> Yeah, they're out of business. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well, Kodak's kind of going that way too. Yeah, they're going down too. Yeah, but we've still got still a ZI8. I'll use it. Hey, I'll, I'll use my ZI8 any day of the week over a flip. Now I'll give, I'll give flip the flip. <laughs> a double flip. Ooh, controversy. Well, guess flip's not going to sponsor us anytime soon. <laughs> of course, of course. Aside from doing all these little videos, you also do stuff for CollegeHumor.com. First off, how in the world do you get picked to be on collegehumor.com? I've been trying to get on there for a while now, but I don't know how to go about doing it. So have you got any advice? Oh, um, the first, well, the first, the very first video that I did for them, I did through friends. Um, I knew these two guys, uh, crack, um, they're, I guess, like a comedy duo, rapping duo called Cracked Out. Um, and they needed a girl for their video, like a cute girl. And so that, that was my very first video called Supa. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about it. Um, but you can Google that. You can look it up. It's on collegehumor.com. And it's, uh, is it on my website? I'm not sure if it's on my website anymore. Well, let me but. check one second. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Would it be under, uh, let's see, under your character reel, which is still awesome. It would be under videos. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Maybe it's under there. I'm not sure. We've got, uh, let's see, voiceovers, uh, shot commercial from Marshalls, month to month, one best drama at the NYC Downtown Future Festival. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, Pokemon 15, uh, we already did that. Uh, started Judy Bloom with chat with you. Okay, okay. I'm reading the homepage now. Let's find the real. Okay. You're just reading my news. Well, but still, hey, congratulations. You know, you're doing, that's, that's pretty good. That's something you can put on our resume there. We'll link it to the All Tears Explosion website. We might even feature it on our Not yeah, I mean, Safe I'm barely doing any, I have like a line in it. It's not a big, it was like my first college humor video. I don't even know how old yeah. I was. But, um, yeah. It was the one that opened the door to doing all these other college yeah. humor videos. Yeah, that's true. Okay, um, our next question is, are you going to any conventions in 2012? Because apparently, I hope there'll be a lot of people that would want to see you at some anime conventions. I would love to do them. I I haven't. I haven't been doing them. I I did two when I first started doing Pokemon in 2006, I believe. I did the San Diego Comic-Con and New York Comic-Con and and maybe the New York Anime Fest. Comic-Con? For the for your first two, those are pretty big ones to be doing them at. Those are like the uh, like the WrestleMania of anime conventions. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really it was it was shocking. It was definitely like it was very new for me. I was signing autographs and stuff, and people asking me questions, much like you are right now. And yeah. <laughs> I was definitely really nervous about that. And I would like to do it more. So spread the word. <laughs> we will spread the word. You know what? You're not the, the the first person to ask 
because because we only had Eileen on the show. She's like, well, get, help help getting us some conventions. I know a guy that's doing a convention down here at uh, Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. Maybe we're gonna have to get some of you guys down here. I've never been to Kentucky. That would be amazing. Oh, oh try the one <laughs> You'll like it. I'm going to talk to Eileen. I didn't know that she was interested in doing them, too. See, we never talk to each other. We, like, never see each other. She seems like a very fun person to hang out with. I mean, every time I see her, we have a great time. I haven't met her, but but I, I would feel like ha- talking to her would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, we've got a listener question from Mike Edwards. Uh, how was it dubbing the 14th Pokemon movie Considering it was almost the same movie with two versions of the film. I believe that is the uh, brand new one that just came out, uh, Pokemon Black and uh, Pokemon White. Uh, one was uh, Victini and Reshiram and Victini and, uh, oh gosh, I always get the, I always get the, oh, le- <laughs> Reshiram and Zekrom. Zekrom. So you got Victini versus Reshiram and Victini versus Zekrom. And, and that was pretty interesting. You, you have basically the, the two movies, but they're the same concept. So what was that like recording them? Um, it was awesome. It was just like doing two movies that kind of choose your own adventure at the end. So I, it wasn't really any different than doing any of the other movies, which is awesome. always just an awesome experience. It just looks so much better, and it, the story is so tight, and I, I, I love doing the movies. It's always fun every summer when we do them. Um, but this time it was just pretty much double the amount of work and seeing where the story goes in the end. Yes, and they are now available on DVD for those of you who have not seen the movie yet. Awesome. I, 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 and I have a few things about the series that I'm not too happy with. First off, there are a hundred new ones. I, I remember back when it was 151. We were happy back then. Then, well, then, <laughs> then 251, we were okay with that. But then, then you're piling more and more. And more. Yep. <laughs> Just when you think you catch them all, they got a whole bunch of more for you to catch. Absolutely. We got to keep the show going. You know, we got to keep making new things happen. Otherwise, it's you know, it's it's going to get boring for the audience. Gosh, I, I'm worried that it's going to surpass Mash in number of episodes. It probably will. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> it's a big deal. It is a big deal. I'm amazed that they're keeping it fresh. And when we talked with Veronica really about this, question. that, you know, it, it, in 2006, 10 years old, it's now what? Let's see. It was 2006. It was, six, it was 10 years 15. old. 15 years 15. old. Mm-hmm. 15 years old. And, yeah. gosh, it's as old as my little sister. And that is amazing that Pokemon has continued to thrive alongside the series like Mario and The Legend of Zelda and Final Fantasy. And the technology is getting more advanced. I remember when we used to have a, a link cable to order from Nintendo just so you could trade with your friend. Now you can trade with a friend all the way in Germany. And if you're in the yep. U.S., it's, it's it's just amazing how much is coming out of this. Yeah. I did, I did have Pokemon cards when I was a kid. I had Pokemon cards, and I had the plastic inserts into my binder and everything. I traded them. It was awesome. <laughs> oh man, those cars! Uh, they, they're they're still going strong too. It's like oh, yeah. it's like Pokemon's an epidemic, like a virus that we can't get off the face of human society. It's a great virus. It's a virus that it is a good virus, though. I, I I will give you that much, and I cannot wait. And now they're of course now they're doing brand new video games, and you're in of course in the uh, the new Poke Park two, and that and you voice some of the Pokemon in there. So so what's that like? Um, again, it's really similar to what we do for the show. You, you have a script in front of you, and you just, you know, emote the way they look on the screen. You just match them. 
it's, yeah, it's pretty much it. <laughs> it's got to be. I wish it was more. I wish it was more interesting. Maybe it's interesting to somebody who doesn't do it, but that's that's basically all it is. It's a really simple. It's a really simple process for the actor. For everybody else on the post production side, that's yeah, that's oof. I do not envy those guys at Game Freaking Hal because they've got to code all that stuff, and it's got to be yeah. just mind blowing. Just yeah, it sounds like I mean, yeah, that's that's a lot of work. You never you never really realize how much goes into it besides just voicing and and um, and you know producing the game because there's the there's the graphic design, there's the sound t- checking, the beta testers, the beta beta testers, the special thanks that they got to give to the Super Mario Club who we have no idea who the hell it even is. And you got all this stuff. It's like a cake, if you will, and it's got different yeah. layers and different coatings and coverings, you know. But but in the end, it comes out as the sweet, delicious cake known as Poke Park Two. That was beautiful. Thank you. Hey, thank you. You're welcome. Oh, oh gosh. Um, let's go ahead and wrap up the interview. We got to know before we go. Two more things. One, is there anything that's going to be happening on Pokemon Black and White that you can tell us about? Nope, nothing at all. That's all okay. Right. All, all, all we can say is Bye. great adventures, new Pokemon, and a whole bunch of shenanigans with Ash and his friends. Yeah. Finally, what's your favorite Pokemon? Um, you. I'm not a Pokemon. <laughs> I mean, am I, am I? Let me check. Let me check. You're my favorite Pokemon. No, <laughs> I'm you, not, you. I'm, oh, you oh, oh not me. Like, Mew? <laughs> Did you say you or Mew? I said Mew. I understand Mew. Mew's the only Pokemon out there that can learn any move possible, which 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 really makes it kind of awkward if you teach it Splash, because it can learn Splash. I'm like, it's a Splashing Kitty. Why not? Is it a is it a Kitty? You don't. They, they never explain what Mew or Mewtwo were. Were they? They look like you know. They look like kitties, but yeah. are they kitties? None of them are actual animals, so, I mean, they just look like cats. Yeah, but they at least resemble something. Mew and Mewtwo, they they resemble nothing. It's all, maybe maybe a kitty, but I don't don't know. What a cat. Yes, let's run with that. Catch Pokemon Black and White, Rival Destinies, Saturdays and Sundays on Cartoon Network. Sarah... Thank you so much for for being on the show, and I hope that despite all the the haters going to hate and all the pitfalls and all the problems and possibilities, that you will be able to continue doing what you love doing, and that's entertaining generations to come. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Oh, and of course, this is the Dennis Daniels Show, and we will see you guys down the road. Until next time, good night, Horace.